I want every second on this podcast to be a reflection of the pastors that we were um, in the small, holy, and best moments of our ministry. Wow, that got me. That gets me too. I'm crying. (laughs) Hey, dropouts. Happy episode 25. Um, I'm Brandon. This is Chelsea. I'm so dead because I was thinking about how Brandon, um, he condemned me one day because every episode I'm like, can't believe we made it to 20, 21, because I still can't believe it. But, but I, I, I was listening to an episode recently. I think it might have been 22, and we didn't say anything because I was nervous. I'm like, all right, I won't acknowledge this episode 22 because I say it every time. And then it was ruined because we didn't even sing the Taylor Swift song. God, missed ruined. opportunity. I know. We're going to have to record it and then put it back in. <laughs> Take it off the Spotify immediately. Get it out of here. Just a new <laughs> update. But Chelsea, oh my gosh, I can't believe we made it to episode 25. I hate you and I'm done. <laughs> now we're done. Don't put this out to the universe. We're done. Um, well, I will say that we it took us a couple weeks to get out episode 25 to you now you're hearing it and um it's a little late we're a little behind but I do want to say like thank you guys so much because I kind of got on our Instagram stories for like literally two seconds and just said like hey I don't know you know what was really going on I even I I wasn't really even picking up Brandon's calls and I kind of talked to him about that you know the next day of like what depression's like and but I just had like a few days where if you guys struggle with your mental health, you know, um, I actually do have anxiety and depression. Uh, and I say that because I know like we can just have bad days too. And not everyone has to be like struggling with mental illness. I get that. Um, but I do actually have a couple things that, that sometimes just really take, take hold on me. And so, um, I just completed one full year on Wellbutrin. That's my antidepressant. I'm so, so proud of that and really thankful mm-hmm. for that. Um, like just, to have done that for a year and said yes when I didn't want to and um, stayed faithful to the process. And, uh, and it's been helping a ton, but I was just having a really rough time. So just appreciate you guys for being so patient. And I got a lot of DMS that day from a lot of you guys that just said not only to the podcast page, but to my personal um, page and my cell phone of just people saying, Hey, like we love you. If you need anything, let us know. And I just thought that was really cool. So that's so cool. You know, I was going to, ask you uh how you how you've been anyways because it's just been a minute and i miss you so it's so good to be well you are going back to school right yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i think you've said that on the podcast before that you're i don't know michigan has i'm gonna start classes in january i never got my associates uh or or bachelor's degree you know actually it's really funny because when chelsea and i met like we connected because we were legitimate dropouts. Like we both had dropped out of community college. Literally. <laughs> Not just religious. <laughs> and so at that point we were religious and dropouts. Now we're religious dropouts. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I feel really excited um, and anxious. Excited yeah. because it's an opportunity that I can't pass up. Like Michigan has this great program called reconnect. If you are a Michigan resident and you're right now 21 and older, you can get a associate's degree from a community college for free. Yeah. I would do Um, it in a heartbeat. Totally. If you're a Michigan resident. Yeah. That's amazing. 
So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, leaving, leaving religion. And when you had all your eggs in that basket, like, absolutely. Like the church was everything I had like invested in, in my early twenties. So like, so when everybody else is, is graduating with degrees, I had my ministry license. And so to turn that in is almost like folding on any forward momentum you had in your career. Which yeah, we talked right. about, but that's the reality of it. So those of you that are walking alongside us with that, you kind of get to, this is what it looks like, 28 and going back to school for an associates. Thank God Michigan has some program like this. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I think I'm going to do sociology because it's kind of like what we talked about on the podcast. It's what I'm interested in. It's what I read anyways. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I think it's, I think it's amazing. Very yeah. exciting. So it's just really because we don't want to drop anything when you're, when you're right. doing so much with life, you I don't know. want to drop anything. I so, know. I know. I mean, and you well, know that being yeah, mom, wife, uh, director of a, of a shelter and trainer, yeah. like everything you've got going on. It's hard. I just had to drop a class. Uh, which is not a big deal, right? But I teach uh, three classes a week and I just had to go down to two. Um, and it and it only matters because money, right? Like I really didn't want to do that because money, but I'm um, getting, uh, you know, kind of a promotion at work and I'm working through some of those steps of like actively taking that promotion and doing a little more with work at the shelter um, in our nonprofit. And, uh, and then just really wanting to focus on season two and some things that we have to work on for writing and putting energy into reading and um, mm-hmm. and actually like, I don't know. Brandon might cut this out when he, when he edits, but, um, cause I don't know if I we're won't. like, we're not going to announce anybody from season two or anything yet, but one of the people no, we have, we on season two is, <laughs> no, no, we won't. But one of the people that we have locked in is, is an author. And for yeah. that, for him or her, uh, and that, that specific person, like I've been really reworking through that book and really wanting to be able to bring that to the table. And so it's just a lot of those yeah. little pieces. Like it's not just, like we don't just show up to the podcast and we're like, Hey, like, like we actually put energy and in, into what we're doing. And so I wanted to be able to put more time into that and more time into just like my, my overall um, general health and, and some things I have going on. So it just, it sucks to drop that kind of stuff. Like you don't, you look at your, your plate and ironically, or oddly to me, when I, when I was in ministry, there was 80 things I wanted to drop at all times. I was always ready to drop things. But when I'm out of ministry and you're living a life that you actually love and mm-hmm. you're doing things that you actually are passionate about, that's not just ministry that consumes your whole life. It's hard to pick things to drop. Like I, it, it really is. So definitely get that. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people love her for different reasons. I, I know uh, coming out of religion, but Lisa Turkerist, I think yeah. that's how you pronounce it, wrote a book called The Best Yes. And it really was one of the best reads I've ever made. And it was kind of just like, instead of thinking about what you can cut, look at the things that you have to say yes to. Like, what are the things that make you the most, you know? And I love that. That's helped a lot to, to navigate what needs to go in this season. So that's so funny because I mean, we should always have that idea on our heads, but I was just thinking that like yesterday, Chelsea, I was thinking like, I I, so I try to sell so many things that we don't need in our apartment anymore. Like I try to sell things on my house, but the, the, the reality is I just met with Jackie over coffee this morning. Yeah. Like, and one of the things where 
we're trying to meet monthly, Jackie and I, as like a family check-in. And we say family because like we're a family of two, but we're, it's a family check-in type meeting. We saw it on TikTok. It obviously, you yeah. know, we are just now implementing it, but we want to check in once once a month and check in on those things that could easily become fights or, or priorities totally. that we need to make. Totally. Make sure we're scheduling dates with each other. So like, it's going to be really cool, I think. But it's a part of that. I don't want to drop anything. Yeah. Yep. And, and yep. we talked and I said, I can't list things on Facebook because the reality is I'll get $25 yeah. uh, for time. things that are maybe worth way more. And I just don't have time. So right. Jackie helped release me from the things that I try to sell. And just like, yeah. she was like, all those frames this that were on the walls, not you the don't season. need it. Not right. the season. Nope. I got way too many things to do. And if I always Same. stare at the corners of my rooms that has these things I'm trying to sell, yeah, I'll never get to totally. the things that matter. Totally. Totally. So I just yeah. thought that was a little cool. I love that. Um, I love that. I thought about as we're like letting things go and like kind of moving, moving to um, a conversation of just like releasing and I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It made me think of just like looking at overall the last, you know, 25 episodes and kind of like, it's funny. Cause as I look back, I don't know that there's one episode I would like let go of or like release or be like, yeah, I wish we wouldn't have done that. Like, I don't, I don't think I have that about anything, but I, I do really have a few episodes that, that stood so, um, so dominantly in my mind. And, uh, and I wish we would have taken a poll from, from our people, from our community, which we didn't, but maybe next time we do a conversation like this, but I'd love to know, like kind of a couple episodes that were staples for you. Um, yeah. and I know that we can see that like on a data end of things, we can see what people, you know, so we don't even really have to ask people. We can see which ones they loved based on the shares and the, in the listens right. and whatever. but, but for us personally, regardless of what the numbers were on, on those um, episodes, what, what were some that, as you look back, like, I don't know, that really, really hit you. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one that I thought of was episode 14. We talked about reproductive health and oh, I remember yeah. we got to yeah. do that one in the studio where you're at, at your house. And I remember before we recorded it, feeling nervous with you when we were in the kitchen, probably eating donuts or something or, or some yeah. baked good. And yeah. I remember being like, I feel nervous about this one because it's such a controversial space to walk into. So yeah. that one, some, an episode I really loved was episode 21 where we were over at uh, my apartment and we talked about love oh, is yeah. blind. I love that. And we talked about, fun. Uh, who you would who would play you in a movie and i i have continued to carry a laughter in my head thinking of jack black playing you <laughs> me too season two guests let's just reach out to jack black throw all the marbles in one in one basket you know what i mean i'm in i'm calling him i, so I recently got black called Marvel. i recently got told that i look like uh blake shelton Oh God, I'm so dead. So we could have Jack Black and Blake Shelton play us in a movie. So yeah. Anyways. And you know, Blakey did write God's country. So he is a tried and true patriot, just like yourself. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so dead. what were your favorite episodes or, or hard ones or why? Yeah, I totally, 
um, feel the same way about the reproductive health. And that one was really hard for me because I shared our story about Rory and, um, and that's so emotional to talk about. It's so emotional to share and, and go to those places. And, um, but the great, I love that episode. I remember when we ended it and this happens a lot, especially when we're in person where we end yeah. it and we'll kind of look at each other and we just know like that was, that was the Holy spirit. Like that was God, God that. breathed yeah. in that, in that the space for us to be able to sit here and, and have these conversations. But, yeah. and I know we felt that after that, but I actually had like two or three people reach out to me after that. And they said, Hey, uh, and actually two of them very specifically said to me, I am uh, actually, I love the podcast my friend recommended it to me. Like it was messages on Instagram that I had to accept. Like it was people that I didn't know the one girl. And she said, my friend sent me the podcast and I'm actually not a Christian, but I listened to the episode and she said, and I, I was very moved with understanding listening to your story about Rory. And I was like, wow. Like just that she, that she said, I, I never, I never cared or even thought about my family that's like ultra conservative and like pro like, you know, I hate to say this term, but pro-life because really it's not really what it is, but that's how they feel about the issue. Right. And she said, and I've never been able to understand by any frame of the mind, their perspective at all. Like I have never been able to get it. And when you shared that story, it just took me to a place for a second that, that had me of a place of understanding of where maybe their stories could be coming from just like my own story of abortion myself. Like, you know what I mean? And I just thought that that was really cool because there's not often times where on this podcast, I feel like you're getting one side and, and that's intentional. This is the community we're creating, Mm -hmm. but I love when that one side can get perspective or have hope or um, openness or, you know, I don't know. I just love when we can become better people of understanding whether we disagree or not um, with people in our lives. So I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, I agree, but I also, you know, I really loved the, the, our pride episode, which was episode five, I think. Oh, me too. Six episode six. Was it? Yeah. No, it was five. Fight me at six. Wait, <laughs> I'm on the Instagram and we said it was. <laughs> well, that's because well, our, our social media person is wild. I could have been wrong, but it says <laughs> wait, episode five. You guys have to let us know. I don't know. Okay, everyone check Chelsea and <laughs> Oh my God. Then all of our posts are wrong? No. We'll we'll figure it out. Anyway. We sure will. I'm so dead. But that was uh it was my um it was a really hard episode and I remember being yeah. it was five. Thank you, okay. everybody. Everybody, right here. Okay, okay. Sorry, we had to settle that now because you know we would forget, and then you know who who knew what the truth was. So anyway, oh, but... it was five. Uh, uh, where's oh, my rainbow no. flag for the gay agenda? Anyways, but the thing about that episode that really got me is I remember I literally did not know even the day before, if I was really gonna, cause no matter what we were doing a pride episode, we right. were doing a pride episode to talk about our allyship and our um, affirming theology and yada, 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 whether I was ever going to come out or not. And that was just right. kind of like a piece if I was ready and if it felt right that I was going to share that. And I think for me, like 
it was so hard and I was like so scared and I just will never forget what it felt like to let go of like the last possible part of me that was hidden, Yeah, you know, cause I think when you're in ministry, you just really learn to hide parts of you. And we had already said a curse word on the show. We'd already shared like why we left on the show. We were already openly affirming and like loving of the LGBTQ community on the show. So it was kind of like by episode five, we had already done all the things that I was afraid of. Like we'd already been honest and open about those things. That was kind of the last part of me that was hiding. And I was just really afraid to uncover that. And so that was probably my favorite just for that purpose alone. But yeah. Yeah. I love that episode. I loved, um, I loved sitting with you as somebody that like I've wrestled, I've seen you wrestle with. Yeah. Uh, like who do you share that with and why and when sort of like sit there and, and, and kind of not, and know that you were going to touch on it, but not know how you were going to touch on yeah. it. Yeah. And then we, be along for the ride. Yeah. Got, there was no nothing but ahead of time for you to know. I get to watch you and see you like be vulnerable about, about this thing that's been so deeply personal to you. And yeah. so, so it's cool to see that bravery and, um, and, you know, in the way that you inspire me with, with your bravery, as you go down some, some really hard conversations and roads in life, like, well, uh, and it's funny that you say that because that was my favorite, one of my favorite episodes. And I touched on the conversation about reproductive rights. That was your favorite, just because of that message I got, but, yeah. you know, on the same track of bravery, I told you before this episode, even we started recording that one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded was the episode about family, which I think was 17. Yeah. I don't even know if I want you to correct me or not, because it seems like you're not going to know, but you know, you, you obviously said no 17. <laughs> Actually it was 17.3. So I'm so done. I, but it is interesting because I agree that family episode, although very, uh, very hard, and continues to be very hard. I think, I think it's these episodes where we were vulnerable yeah. that has set a tone for how we want to be in the podcast. Yeah, and and it's the ones that matter the most. So I think a lot yeah. of the times we get criticized. Well, maybe it's just inner critic too. Is like yeah. when you when you share some of this stuff, and like it's hard to be personal to. I mean, we believe there, we know there's people listening. We get a lot of responses. Uh, but you know, when it's just you and I recording in these like little studios, it's yep. like we were being personal to the wall. Definitely. And like, and yep. nobody, nobody in the room to like, yep, to actually speak to. So we're so yep. thankful for those of you that listen, that respond to us because it's these episodes where Chelsea shares about their experience with, uh, with Rory, um, Chelsea, Chelsea coming out, me sharing how my family hasn't, hasn't gone with me. Like, those are the stories that like, I, I got messages too. Yeah. Episode yeah. 17, I got tons of messages from people saying, yep. saying they're sorry for our experience uh, at me and my siblings, but, um, but also so thankful that, that we opened ourselves up because so-and-so felt the same way and this person went through it too with with the difference of a situation and it, that's what yeah. makes it so important yeah absolutely yeah i think that 100 percent. and i think the family episode was so it was such a um hard tension for me because 
I have been so angry at the way that Brandon's family has treated him and Jackie. Absolutely. I will include Jackie because you guys are a unit. So that treatment of people that I am so close to same with Shelby and same with Cody, the pain of that for me has been so hard because of like my love for you guys, but it was not my place to ever speak on it or ever pressure you to speak on it. So it was really hard as we were building up 17 episodes, that turmoil in Brandon's family was happening that entire time. And so we would get on the podcast and we'd record episodes and, and, and almost every time in the back of my mind, there was something we would talk about where I would wish so badly that we could open up that pain for people to know that they're not alone and know what you were going through and know what you were carrying, but I couldn't. And so when you said to me, I think I'm kind of ready to, I was like, oh, I'm so thankful because you deserve for people to know what you're carrying and our audience, like, I know that they carry it with you that you're not alone you know so it was it was just such a blessing when those moments and and heartbreaking at the same time when that got to happen yeah and you never did you never pushed like um you're not you're not pushy like i think i a really uh, something that like we we're not really gonna get into big but like i'm really protective of you because so many people are are critical of you without actually knowing you. And I think because well, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I think what's wild is you you just aren't pushy for like when early on I remember you being like a nutritionalist, like is that yeah. the right word? And I just remember being like my diet has been so odd and you have never been like you never yeah. really pushed you, you expressed your concern, but you never were like, <laughs> Brandon, like order from Herbalife, get, get right. all the things you need from me. Like you were yeah. never sales like that. Yeah. You, you've encouraged me to go to the gym, even, but you've never pushed me. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. like when it comes to talking about some of the hardest things for me to talk about, cause it's deeply personal. I love these people. Um, and you've never been like, Brandon, it's time. Talk about yeah. them. Like, you know, it's never been well, like that. I think the the one of the biggest reasons that's so awkward for me to admit, because it's almost embarrassing, is like, because I genuinely loved your family. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't want to push because I sent your mom a Christmas card every year. Yeah. I didn't want to push because I was on FaceTime with your sister at 11 o'clock at night when we talked about our upbringings and our families and our funny stories. So I think as much as that's embarrassing to admit, because they couldn't give a shit about me and they have really probably hated me for a long time. I have loved them since the jump because of you and because of our relationship with all of your, with your whole family, you know? So I think like, that's another reason, like, would I have been pushy if I didn't know them? Maybe, but knowing and like loving and praying for something to happen and something to break through and for us to be more so talking about a redemption in a family rather than brokenness. Like for my, my prayer of that and like hope for that was what constantly put me in this teetering of like, okay, we'll just wait. We'll just wait. We'll just wait, you know? (laughs) So it's like, it wasn't just like being a good person. It was really just like praying that like something would, 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 you know, finally come to head in conversation happen. Yeah. 
So wild. Shelby and I recently talked about that time that you and Tyler were in Flint for some reason. And Shelby Shelby was telling me the other day, the first time she met you, and oh she God, was in a relationship she didn't like. But, I probably hate uh, that after. Probably. But she met you at Applebee's with, and she met you and Tyler. You guys were in Flint for whatever reason, and you met up with me, my dad, and Lisa, and Shelby also came. Yeah. Shelby popped by Applebee's because it was like we were all yeah. out. Yeah. And she, she got that. to meet you. She got to like see you meeting my dad, like, um, cause I yeah. think that was your first time meeting my dad. And, um, yeah. we were reflecting on this because in all of this hard stuff with my family yeah, and realize in, in being like dumbfounded of why so much can be projected to you mm-hmm. where like, we just really wish that somebody that was here like my dad that really loved you and Tyler and Rory really. And this is, we just really wish you guys had the advocate that you guys should in my dad still being here. I, I, I mean, I wish we had him as an advocate anyway, just today period. But like, but yeah, I'll never forget the first time that I was called pure evil by connections from a church, from a Nazarene church, like the first time, <laughs> obviously since we've had, <laughs> but like the first time that that came, that that happened, that that message was sent and that I read it and like, I'll pray for you, you know? And I remember like, because your dad knew those people. And I remember just being like, I just wish so bad that he was here. <laughs> and I had wished that, you know, for a million other reasons, but the biggest thing was like, I just, but I also am so thankful because like nobody can ever take that from me. Like nobody, mm-hmm. nobody can take like the relationship and the love that I nope. had with and for your dad. Like nobody can take that. Like, and, and nobody can take those years that I got to have with your dad that other people didn't get to have yep. that I got to be involved in his story and a part of his life that like, oh my God, like what a, what a privilege and a treasure and nobody, yeah. no matter how much you hate me or want to talk shit about me, nobody can take that from me. And it's just such a, such a blessing now, not knowing yeah. how short that time was going to be. It's such a blessing now. Yeah. We, Shelby and I reflected on that dad showed up for Rory's uh, dedication in the church. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dad and Lisa came down there when like, uh, when Shelby and I couldn't like yep. Shelby and I couldn't and dad still like, yep. was yep. like, Oh, I know what I'm going to do Sunday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, yep. uh, and what I want you to hear me say too is so many people got to be got to be saying their intentions and their promises to my dad when he was dying. Yeah. And um and you are one of few that has that has held to your word. And I just think like I I, <laughs> I can't handle it. Cause I, I remember think- that phone call. And it was about, and you know what he said to me? I don't know, but that's all you and him. Like, I don't know if you were in the room, but he said to me, (laughs) I don't know how, I don't know at what stage of Brandon's dad's life he found out I was married. I don't know. But he said to me, (laughs) I, in the beginning of your friendship with Brandon, I remember just, just praying and praying that you would end up with my son. And he said, and 
And then he laughed and he couldn't really, you couldn't understand him very well. It was really yeah. in the last stages of his life. And he said, but I realized my prayers were answered that you are with my, it, it, not the way I thought, <laughs> but yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. genuinely though. And so I want to make sure you take care of him and you, you go, you stay with my, you know, kind of thing. And, but it was so funny just laughing with him and, and the moment, you know, of course I was like sobbing and, but listening to him tell that story and just, <laughs> And I was like, oh God, but it was just so funny. And just, he was yeah. just such a, an amazing guy, but the, every, every young adult knows what it's like to where you introduce one person to your parents and they're just, they're crossing their fingers. It's like romantic or something. Well, like family was the same way because then what was it, you know, not that long into it that no. Tyler and I separated and then I was not, I was single and me and Brandon were still best friends that had never changed, but then my family kind of jumped ship. Oh my gosh. So it was awesome. So our families just went through this and obviously now we're like, you know, we're like brother and sister to our families too, like to my family, especially. So my mom's yeah. just like, are Brandon and Jackie and my grandma, even before my grandma died, loved Jackie and, you know, oh was, was so excited about Brandon meeting this girl and just, it was so funny so just love just love these these places so episodes like that the family episode were so yeah instrumental in 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 some of my favorite moments of the podcast because of our relationships with our families and our yeah. relationship together but um so letting things go yeah uh, you know we did you said like we wouldn't cut an episode that we have but we did record two episodes that have never been been out. <laughs> I would love to watch that first one again. Oh God. It'd be such pain, I think, but I'd but watch it. Know, I don't remember why it, I I don't remember what it was, but I just remember watching it back and feeling like that's not us. Like I don't remember what it was that I was like, we have to cut that. I don't I but I remember saying, like, no way, we can't put that out. And I don't remember why, but I just remember feeling like that's not what I want people to know us as. Like, that's not it. That's not who we are. Yeah. I don't remember what it was either. Gosh, it was just, oh. But it's like one of those things that you you just press, when you just press record and jump into it, like. Because you, you, you have to. You, you have to. There's no other it, way. It's a dress rehearsal. And those were, those were cut. So someday oh. maybe. Maybe they'll be released or something, but I don't Got know. Like a stitch of us enjoying it while we're sharing it with you guys. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and when we were sitting around, I remember back to when we wanted to create this podcast, you guys, my favorite thing about where we are now is I will never forget, you know, a year, a year and a half ago or whatever this was, because it was a while ago, Brandon and I, we got um, brunch. We went to first watch um, and we were sitting at a, at a, in a booth and we had our laptops and we were kind of, and, and we were going through a lot of crap that was going on, like within the Nazarene church at the time, there was so much turmoil that was happening while we were trying to dream this vision. And we yeah. were trying to be really intentional about the podcast. Cause we were afraid, like, what is it going to get uh, messy or is it going to get muddy launching this podcast? And there there's all this shit going on leaving the church, leaving the denomination, you know, all this stuff. So we set aside this time to get really intentional and really plan like what we wanted for the podcast and, and to not let our personal like struggles and some things that were going on, get in the middle of this dream. And so we sat together and it was just so funny. Cause I remember us saying things like, okay, well, who do we want to be 
the people that are listening or whatever. And we'd be like, okay, like my mom, my friend, that's an atheist, my dad, like, you know, we, it was just so, so cool to dream together of what we wanted this to be. And it literally is yeah. everything and more that we set around that table that first time. Yeah. I brought up, our, I just got up our Trello and oh my you know, we have like a, why are we doing this? <laughs> little note and oh god you know some of these are are just kind of cool to see to see you know now what we have um and i think in the even in the future to know what we have yeah uh but we wanted to see people find community in places they didn't expect um especially if they're in dark or lonely seasons um you said you wanted to provide a safe place for lgbtq plus friends and family um, eventually you would love to share your own identity, uh, on this space as a part of my oh, testimony. That's so cute. <laughs> yep. Wow. We wanted to give, in. Huh, you think we, that was- I know five episodes in and Chelsea, that was 20 episodes ago. Like, <laughs> right, right. It's, it's kind of wild. I wanted to use my voice in a public way to ally for LGBTQ plus uh, persons of color, women and other marginalized communities. And have Um, you ever. Yeah. Wow. And that's what I want. Wow. I want every second on this podcast to be a reflection of the pastors that we were um, in the small, holy and best moments of our ministry. Wow. That got me. That gets me too. I'm crying. (laughs) Well, because even, even just hearing you say that, it's like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain how much I miss ministry Yeah. in the, in the good parts of who I was when I was whole in ministry yeah. and I wasn't, that's why I left, but there were pockets like that exact quote you just said, the good and like, like we just talked about at the conference when the speaker said, I want, there's some part of me I want back. And I feel yeah. that about my, I loved being a pastor. Like I loved being a pastor so big and it just, it's hard to hear that. Do you, do you, do you know those TikToks that are, or those memes that are like the look you give your best friend when there's something, you know, or <laughs> when something happens in the room and like, you look at your best friend and you're like, yeah, yeah. Like, that used to be you and me in the back of like these chapels and a student would go to the altar and you'd look at me and I look at you and you're like it's you like (laughs) always yep yep and not in a passing the buck like who's gonna take it it's it was like a oh my gosh that's a moment that I know you wanted with that student like in the and there they are like yeah when I wrote small when I just read small, holy and good moments of, of our past ministry, Chelsea, like I literally thought about that time we sat up against the wall in the Gibson center, uh, playing with like blocks or something with a student that, uh, Oh my God. I know exactly. Uh, what you're uh, with a trans student. And I can't remember their name. I, I can picture him right now. I know exactly. Yeah. And I can, I can, I can picture them too. I won't tell you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, um, I just remember, I just remember like not really having the bravery that you did, but willingness to sit along the side with you of the wall with you and like in, and share some of your bravery 
and like and and really get to know this person do you know what i mean like so i remember coming out to that student i remember telling that student mm. uh, the day before we were at the waterfront and i said to him um and i think that his pronouns ended up he said he really really thought he was gonna he was more of they them but that he wasn't sure yet yeah. he was figuring it out but that he was not straight <laughs> he knew he was not straight but he didn't know yeah. if that would affect his pronouns or not and so he just wasn't sure so he's like i don't mind at all like i don't you know and i said well i'm i am a part of the queer community i'm bisexual and he said oh my god that's awesome and we talked about some things and whatever but i remember just feeling like i wish that i could say that to a thousand more students but yeah. i i was i knew i was safe telling it to him because it, of who he was and his experience and but i remember that was that was such a transforming moment for me too as much as you remember that i remember those moments too because i remember thinking it was why i had to get out i'm like i can't because theology yeah. the the um articles of faith of the nazarene church would tell him them you know if that's where his pronouns if that's what where he ended up landing you know right they would tell them that they were not loved and accepted as they were in this denomination they would have to change to stay and and i i just remember thinking he's so perfect as as he is mm -hmm. but i'm gonna have to tell him something different because that's what my license says right. and i and i remember realizing in that moment that i i had to go and, and it was so heartbreaking um, and then of course there were other things along the journey, but that was like, it was, it was the faces and, and, and names of students that I knew mm -hmm. never needed to change, but were stuck in a denomination that would tell them they did. Yeah. And it was horribly heartbreaking. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of been a cool, uh, theme to talk about is like, what are we letting some things go? Yeah. Um, I, I honestly feel like I'm in the middle of like one of my favorite episodes to be real. Um, I love it too. I love it too. Uh, what are some things with, with this podcast season one that you feel like, uh, that you're, you're good with letting go or like you're, you're like ready to, ready to see happen in season two, just well, reflection projection. What, how are you feeling? No, for sure. Well, it's, we talked about on the last episode when you, when we kind of talked about season one, we did talk about how, um, how we were letting, letting go of some of the hurt and the pain, uh, and that came out as anger. Like that was my biggest thing was like, uh -huh. I want and I think I hear that in a lot of, as I, as I listen back on season one, I can hear a lot of anger in my voice mm -hmm. and I'm 100% okay with that. Wouldn't take any of it back. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to move on, you know? So like when it comes mm -hmm. to projection, it's like, I'm really excited to give our space to other people in a sense. Like I'm really excited to hear other stories and other testimonies, you know, some of the guests that we've talked to, yeah. Some of the interviews we've set up. Um, I'm so excited that I can get away from some of that anger and enter into a space of like newness yeah, and sharing the platform. Um, and I'm just really excited about that. I think we're ready for that. 
I really have a sense of wonder with like what, yeah, 100%. what season two will be like. Um, because I feel, I feel that anger in some of our, in some of our like postures towards some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like you said, that anger is a, like, that is okay to feel like we have, it, we feel it. So like, of course it's going to come out in different ways, but even, um, even like laughing through some of the pain, that, which we will still do. Yeah. Oh but yeah. That may, I feel, I feel like, sorry, I feel sorry for like the things that have led me to where I have to laugh to get through some of these things. Yeah. And not everyone understands that sometimes, sometimes when you laugh at pain, people don't see it as like a strength, but yeah. like they see it as like making a mockery of, or, or something like that. Um, but, but that's not the reality for us for sure. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to want to kind of close out today with some recommendations. And then I really yep. want to read a little something that I put aside for this episode as we end season one, but I wanted to start with just a couple book recommendations and then Brian, I know you have one or two podcast recommendations. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to say that, um, our, our podcast is not super educational. I don't say that to be like funny or like, you know, whatever, but the reality is like Brandon and I were afraid when we started this, we, we kind of thought like, do we want this to be like the Bible for normal people? Like if you guys have heard some of the languaging around, like some of the podcasts and, and different books and, um, things that take scripture and then they teach it to you in a way that like you understand, like, well, why are Brandon and I affirming? Let's break that down theologically. And right. I think right from the, right from the get, Brandon and I knew that wasn't who we wanted to be. Um, and, and so, um, but there are books that have helped me a lot in navigating those things. And so, um, one of those books that I have recommended a lot on this podcast, but I just want to bring it up again, cause I just recommended it to another listener the other day. Um, and it is called uh, Accidental Saints by Nadia Bowles Weber. And so I really still want to recommend that. And then um, there are two LGBTQ books I re- re- want to recommend to you. And one, um, Explain Theology and um, Consensual Sex Between Two Loving and Committed People Not Being Sinful. And they really get into that very deeply. And that is um, Jesus, the Bible, and Homosexuality. And that's by Reverend Dr. Jack Rogers. Uh, and that is probably my number one. But then there's another very mild version of that book almost that's that's way more basic and, and way more simple, I would say, not to be um, off-putting, but it's it's just different. And that is called God and the Gay Christian. Um, and I just, those are three reads that I would say, if you have time, pick them up and, and comb through those. So. Two podcasts that I think would be cool, you know, and some of these are like, we love you. If you want more content, look at these people's content while we're gone for like a month and a half. Yeah. Um, we'll still be active on the Instagram though. So you can catch us for there. Sure. For sure. Um, but, uh, new evangelicals podcast. Love that. Uh, so that podcast, but also their Instagram, which is kind of like what captivates me Absolutely. is Tim Whitaker's, uh, He's, uh, when he does like current event stuff and kind of breaks some things down or calls some things out, that stuff is so consumable for me that I love it. Yeah. Um, and then the Bible for normal people does have a side series that's called faith for normal people. That's their little, um, picture. If you're looking for their Instagram, 
That's right. Kind of a little picture. I love them so much. Faith for normal people is is where the normal hosts of Bible for normal people interview guests that have like had like a deconstructed deconstruction or like a reconstruction of their faith. And the first one kicks off with Rhett Link um, or no with Rhett McLaughlin and his wife. And that is amazing. You guys will know uh, Rhett and Link from their uh, from their like seriously popular YouTubers. Um, but honestly, an episode that I really liked of that was Rain Wilson was a guest from Dwight from the office and Rain Wilson talked spirituality and it was amazing. So, um, that, that's my podcast recommendation. I love that. And I, I second those recommendations too. 100% love those, love those podcasts. Um, so I wanted to close, um, if you have not read this book, it's called Untamed um, by Glennon Doyle. And, you know, Brandon's heard about Untamed forever because it is um, like probably the the book paired with Accidental Saints that changed my whole life. And, and really, Accidental Saints, I read right before this book. And then this was the next book after that. And for me, both of those books gave me permission to be okay Mm -hmm. with who I was. And really after I read Untamed, it was almost where I started to get out of a place where I thought I really need to take my life because I would rather die how people see me than to ever be open and honest about who I really am in my sexual identity and, and, and in all these other ways, like as we've explored in 25 episodes, um, like I would rather take my own life than be open and, and to people's criticisms and hate about who I really am. And then I read accidental saints and then I read untamed. And so when I, when I talk about these books, I don't talk about them lightly. Like they literally say were part of what saved my life. Um, so I, I really thought that to end this episode that we would like to just pray with you uh, in closing this chapter and closing season one. But I wanted to read this first before um, I kind of pass the prayer to Brandon. I, I wanted to really open it with this thought. Um, if you don't know Glennon Doyle's story, she was married to a man for several years who had countless affairs on her. Um, she was a Christian author and speaker and, um, and she ended up leaving everything behind and ended up marrying Abby Wambach. Um, coming out as a lesbian and really breaking out of her faith and coming into something new uh, in her uh, relationship with God. So that's like her very brief rundown of her story. So you have context to this reading, but um, this is page 100 of Untamed. And it says, um, being bad had almost killed me, but so had being good. I was talking to a dear friend around that time And she's talking about around the time where she was leaving her husband. She said, gee, remember that amazing Steinbeck quote? And now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. I've kept it on my desk for years. I looked at it last night and I thought, I'm tired of being good. I'm so tired. Let's change it to, and now that we don't have to be good, we can be free. 
And before we pray, I want to just share my heart with you that when I became a religious dropout, when I left my life behind, the beauty and the people and the life that I have gotten to live in being free, I want to give that same permission to you. You don't have to be good anymore. Like you can be free in all that you are and all the pieces that you are. And I just want you to feel that so, so big and so true when you open this podcast, when you listen to this podcast, and when you listen to Brandon and I share our hearts with you, we don't have to be good. We can be free. Dear Jesus, I thank you for um, the way that you go with us and the way that you've been with us in this um, this insane season one of this podcast and uh it's been it's it's been wild the way that you've uh used chelsea and i but the way that you brought us all together as a community and um i just want to thank you for uh the way that you can relieve pressure on us um to where we feel loosened by the need to be good um and empowered by um by your freedom lord and i just think um, as we go into these, these holiday seasons where a lot of us might not meet with family the same way that we used to, uh, we might be meeting with our chosen family this Christmas and Thanksgiving, um, because our family won't see us. Um, we might be still, still closeted to who we are and, and God, I just ask that you help us to um, embrace freedom and embrace uh, the beautiful creatures that you've made us to be. Um, and I hope that we don't feel lonely uh, like we did when we were with people, the loneliness of, of being surrounded by people, but, but not being true to who you are. Um, so we thank you, God, for, for awakening us to who we are. And we pray that you go with us um, this holiday season. And as we, uh, begin walking into what season two looks like, we love you, God. And, uh, and God loves all of you listening to us. Amen. Amen. Dropouts fall. This is a wrap season one. We love you. Love you. Hey fam. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the religious dropouts podcast. We hope it gave you a space to breathe, to laugh, and connect. It's our hope that as you journey along with us, that you too might find yourself saying, damn, it feels good to be a dropout. Be sure to check out our show notes for links to anything mentioned in this episode, including ways to connect with us on social media. We'd also love for you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone you know who might want to join our community. You are loved. Have a great week.